East Coast Creepin' contains graphic and explicit content, which may not be suitable for all listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Sup, creeps? Welcome to our podcast, East Coast Creepin'. I'm Linda. I'm Lorraine. And I'm Leslie. We're three sisters from the Baltimore, Maryland area. There is a fourth sister, and she'll be making guest appearances throughout the series. We're obsessed with true crime, paranormal, and laughing. Join us for our weekly outbursts as we dive into crazy stories that full-fledged rep the East Coast. And just so you know, we do not have a background in criminal justice, criminal investigation, medicine, or psychology. This is all just for informative purposes. You can. The one with the mustache. The real mustache, not us. (laughs) I was going to say, Linda's daughter asked me. Because I have the sunspot right here. Oh, Melanie. And then, yeah, she was like, uh, Nani, why are you, why do you have a mustache? And I was like, is that why she asked me why women have mustaches? Probably. <laughs> I don't know. And I was like, hormones. I was like, it's not a mustache. Like, I kind of got upset about it. Because you know how self-conscious I am about it. And I'm just oh like, oh, man. But anyways, we have a special guest today. We do. I'm really excited. Introduce yourself. I'm Jimmy. It's it's still so weird hearing him in the headphones. (laughs) He's our cousin, just so you guys know. And we've known him for all his life. Yes. Is it fortunate? Yes. Yes. That's it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, now I'm going to say I don't know how he feels about that. (laughs) Yeah, no, because I was going to... um. No, she had all these interview questions ready to go for you. Like, how was it like living with the Lozanos for, you know, younger years and blah, 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 blah. Like, and we were how like, how long have you known us? It was literally like dating questions, but I changed it into asking my cousin. <laughs> <laughs> and we were just like, oh, okay. we'll see how it goes. <laughs> It was like, what was one of your fondest memories? What was something that you guys got in trouble for? I'm like, no, we're not doing that one. Uh-uh. <laughs> everything. But no, anyway, everything. No, I was going to say, like, Lorraine, what was it? A couple episodes ago, you were talking about, like, you We guys, didn't get like, in trouble for that. The cemetery. I know, but the shit that, I'm, I'm just talking, like, things that I didn't know that you guys did. And remember the, like, remember the two, like, the fucking sewers next to the cemetery and how you, Larry, and I was just, yeah. go, like, exploring? Yeah. And then we, one we day. We found heroin needles. Yeah. And what? then, yeah. Oh, yeah. But we didn't really. We, so then, <laughs> like. too young to know. Yeah. And then, like, my mom and Nina were like, when we go on our walks, because you know how they always did the walks right. with all the kids. So we took them one time through the fucking tunnels with this horde of children and we were not even halfway through and they're like no we're going home you guys can never come back here and we were like why but what about the tree house that we still haven't found that's supposedly back here oh <laughs> my god <laughs> this I is still- where my son gets it from it's you two it's not me because i never the, he goes through the sewers up here that is not a me thing i don't know mm. that is you guys it wasn't really like a sewer. It was a tunnel. It was a tunnel. I don't Secret know where tunnel. this is. <laughs> um, right tunnel. next to where the cemetery was, like you just had to go down something and then it was just like those really big, big, Like the big... front of the cemetery? No, the no. back. Oh, okay. So, yeah, I never ventured Like back where there. the apartments were. Yeah, And no. you went down that back alley. I just walked the alley. I didn't. Yeah, I was yeah, going to say, I, yeah. you had to go through like, you had to get to the end of the fence and then go in. Okay. Yeah. This is ridiculous. I feel, I feel some type of way. 
<laughs> I mean, our mothers obviously knew. We took them with us, and they told us crackheads. <laughs> Y'all ladies are in trouble now with Linda. <laughs> what? But we can great. take you there. Like, it's still I don't wanna, there. I don't want to go. I mean, I go there a lot because of the I'm work. I'm just I saying. Go past I there, didn't but... even. I, that, that's what we were saying the last time. I didn't even make it. And, and they're like, whoa. And I'm like, I didn't do anything. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Getting in trouble for stuff y'all are doing in any Um, Excuse me, says the woman who got me in trouble when I literally slept on the couch all night. We're not talking about that. And I got the mess that. smacked out of me. That's your fault. And you were the one who snuck out. Besides the point. Hiding under the table crying. I was not crying. You basically were. I was not crying. You I were, could tell. No, I you were know spazzing it. out. Hyperventilating and crying are completely different. Yeah, so close <laughs> <enough for> me. <laughs> and I got beat in the morning. And I was like, I've been asleep. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> She's like, you left the house. <laughs> Wait, like, did you go out the second story window? I'm not telling my secrets. Oh. I'm going to tell you later. She's stupid. Anyway, get on with it. It's oh. Linda this week. Oh, it's Linda this week. Oh. Wait, what week are we? No. Nine, eight, ten, eleven. I have no idea eleven. Anymore. This is eleven. Mm. Oh, hello. <laughs> yeah, we're looking at you. <sighs> Sorry, Jimmy. Okay. <laughs> well. Oh, wait. Are we guessing? Do you want to guess he where we're going to guess. today? You're going to guess where we're going today. It's on the East Coast. I'll give you well, that. I know. I know this <laughs> podcast. Uh, <laughs> is it paranormal or? No, I don't do paranormal okay. anymore. That's me. That was a bad day. Maine. Oh, he what? got it right. How the hell? You're so good. I always start out with Massachusetts for some reason. <laughs> I noticed that. I've been listening to them and uh, you guys are like, yes. And I'm like, Massachusetts. <laughs> Yes, he got it right. I'm so excited. Wow. <laughs> well, we are going to Maine. Okay. And this is a fast one. It is. Yeah. It's quick. It's yeah. quickie. Yep. Oh, my God. This girl <laughs> and her organization. <laughs> this okay. is why you need to put... Uh, I just do it in a Word document. I have half of it written up. Okay, so today we are going to talk about Constance Fisher. Constance. Yes. So, she was born in Maine in 1929. We don't have an exact date because she was adopted, and that's all, really. They said that she, when she was growing up, she didn't know her biological parents, and she was just a moody child, which, I mean, she's adopted, so we'll give her that. I mean, I was a moody child, and I wasn't adopted, but you guys told me you found me in a trash can. Ooh. I mean, as much as you visited the trash cans, I'm pretty sure. Hey, dumpster like diving home. was fun. We dumpster dive together. I found a box of porn ones. Yeah. <laughs> and a magazine rack that Leslie stole from me. Oh, I mean, you guys yeah. would come home with some stuff. I do have to give you that. <laughs> How you would get in and out. Like, oh, Jimmy, they were tiny. I know. They would, like, flip each other, each other over. No, we would flip Jimmy. Well, they would... There was also that fenced-in area where... Uh-huh, where the apartments were, where they would put, like, the bulk right. trash. And we would just open you it. You don't even have to go in the dumpster. It's yeah. just, like, yeah. trash just area. Yeah, but the real around. dumpsters? I, I never went in the real dumpsters. Okay, let me tell you. Mm-hmm. I got there, dignity. There was one time <laughs> I was at a friend's house that lived in the apartments, right? So I was at her apartment, and we had the <laughs> Barbie heads where you could design the hair and all that stuff, like, cut it, iron it, whatever and spray it and everything like that. 
So we shaved it bald after we got done dyeing the hair and everything and like coloring the face. We shaved it bald and threw it in the bulk trash. And we watched some guy, I guess he was watching us. He walked over there, saw the Barbie head, picked it up and took it home with him. We were watching this through her bedroom window and we're like, ah. <laughs> That was your next serial killer waiting to happen. Right? <laughs> right? We're like, uh, let's go watch Unsolved Mysteries now. <laughs> oh, God. Stupid. <laughs> okay. Anyway, sorry. Constance Fisher. Okay. Moody so, child. She was a moody child. Constance married a man by the name of Carl Fisher when she was 17 and he was 24. Carl was a World War II veteran, eventually got a job on the railroad while Constance was um, a stay-at-home mom. So she wasn't working, he was. And like we said, this is going to go really quick, so you got to keep up with me here. I'd give you my notes, but if you want, you can write your own. No, I'm good. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, nobody wants to do that. It's way too much (laughs) work. Obviously, after they married, Constance and Carl ended up having three children. But not too long after the birth of their third child, Constance fell into a bad state of postpartum depression. So she, up until that point, she was dealing with stuff. It was noted that she did have issues here and there. She did have suicide attempts, but it got worse after the birth of her third child. (laughs) Jesus Christ. I'm sorry. Things are happening. (laughs) You can't blame that shit on my wonky table. It's the wonky table. (laughs) (laughs) Your laptop just died. I know it did. (laughs) Does it always go this well? Yes. Yes. (laughs) This is all cut out. Sometimes we... Oh my God. Tighten it. The hat moved. It's a face okay. mask. And Jesus. Oh. And Jesus. Okay. So, going straight into it. March 8th, 1954. Carl had been working, and he came home after a long day of work. He finds his middle child, Daniel, wrapped up and asleep on the couch, and his infant daughter, Deborah, asleep in her crib. When Carl went to look for his oldest child, Richard, he found him face down in the bathtub. And <laughs> what? <laughs> and I'm watching Jimmy's eyebrows. <laughs> Sorry, is that how oh. they just went? They went. <laughs> <laughs> and that's when he realized that all three children were dead. He calls for help after, like nine one one. Do they have nine one one then? Not it. Uh, no. no. Did he? Not yet. Well, I don't know. She asked. I didn't ask. Well, you, you I did. Asked. I know. She I did. I was going to say. You no, go outside and go. I mean, you could still call the police. Yeah, but wasn't. they didn't have 911. <laughs> what do you do? Well, like, do you have a bell? No. No, you, no, just, you pick up your phone. And they had a up. phone? When did the phone start? Oh, my God. <laughs> we don't talk to her. <laughs> <laughs> she don't even go here. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess that he called the police and then they came in their horse and buggy. I'm not a hundred percent sure. This is in the 1920s, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Nin- no. Yeah. 54. 50, 54. 1954. 
Yeah, she said 1920s. Was she born in 19... She was born in 1929. Okay, so then this is even worse for you than I thought. Oh, my God. Okay. I didn't... That didn't stick in my head. I'm so sorry. (laughs) March 8th, 1954. They had phones. Do I? This is what... (laughs) (laughs) This is what a phone booth looked like in the 1950s. We still have one. Yes. It's not working. One. (laughs) Just one. The last standing. <laughs> the last melon. It's like if you like drive up to PA and then you see like the little bus houses. Like, yes. like for the school bus. Yeah. Stuff, yeah. Just like I don't even know if you guys realize I'm looking at my child right now. You know what that is though? Okay. Okay. Right. Anyway. Kids were dead. What? Oh. <laughs> not mine not mine hers <laughs> constance constance the, the all three kids were actually dead okay so he calls for help ring ring on the phone on the phone they come in their cars after frantically searching they find constance under her bed unconscious but breathing okay i was about to ask where she was Oh, my God. She is then taken to the hospital where she's revived. And once able to, she confesses to the killings of her three children. She tells police after her husband left for work, she took the kids one by one to the bathtub. The first child that she killed was her 11-month-old. She took her up to the bathtub, drowned her, and then wrapped her up in a blanket and laid her in her crib as if she was sleeping. The second child was the four-year-old where she did the same to him. She drowned him, wrapped him in a blanket, and then laid him on the couch. The six-year-old Richard was at school when she did the first two, so she waited for him to come home. And then once he arrived, she told him that she was going to run him a bath and let him play in the water because it was a cool day, so she said she was just going to warm him up. After playing with him for a bit, She started to drown him. He was fighting back so much that she said that she had to get in the bathtub, stand over top of him, and hold him down. Once she knew he was dead, she went to her bedroom. She laid underneath of her bed, wrapped herself in an electric blanket, and then drank poisonous shampoo. Uh, And she left a suicide note with these killings. So, Mm. yeah. That's dark. Yeah. It happened so fast. It it all just it all <laughs> everyone just, dies. Yeah, just it all goes down. I'm still on this poisonous shampoo. Yeah. Everything was poisonous. I know. <laughs> it's lead based shampoo. Yeah. It's and like the thing was some is that mercury in there. <laughs> yeah, she she got it from her doctor and her doctor's like, Be careful with this. It's poisonous. It could kill you. She's like, Ah yes. Shampoo. Shampoo. <laughs> get shampoo from their doctor. It was Selsun Blue, so it was prescribed. Uh, yeah, so it was prescribed shampoo, dandruff. Mm-hmm. Okay. Scratchy scalps. It Psoriasis. Is, it, it do be the winter though. In Maine. Oh, March. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I'm sorry. So cold. Yeah. Yeah, in, in Maine, in March. It could have been from December. What? It said a few weeks prior. Oh, February. <laughs> that would have been a few weeks. I know. Prior. I had to count my count my months. <laughs> Say my months. <laughs> continue, continue, uh, continue. You yeah, sing, you sing your months. January, February, March. 
June, July. I just kind of wrap it in my head when I can't remember my mom. Is this something that you learned in school? No. Uh, this is something I to get by. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know. What is that face for, Linda? That's so weird. I mean, that's like, oh, I count. I think I count them on my fingers. No, and it's like the knuckle thing. Yeah. I don't know how to do that. Oh, you start 31 the, days? Yeah, you start the highest, and then you go like this, and then you go back. But which one's what? January. No, but what's 30? 31? 31. The top one, because it's higher, so it's 31, 30. Because so your knuckle is 30? Yes. <laughs> what? 30, no, your knuckle is 31. That's what I meant. And then the other one, but this is February, so it's only 28. Yeah, I know. Sometimes. And then, but the other ones are 30. Anyway, continue, Linda. <laughs> Jimmy's falling asleep. <laughs> <laughs> so the killings, the killing of her children not only became a state, but it was a national scandal. The people wanted to know how a mother could kill her own children, especially in that man- <laughs> manner. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know where you're going with that. Manner. Because it was said that even though she did suffer from depression, that she was a great wife, she was a great mom, she was very loving with her children. So how somebody like that could end up flipping (laughs) and just doing all of this. So she was arrested for the killings. She was tried and she was found innocent on grounds of insanity. And she went to Augusta. Augusta State Hospital. You sure about that? Yes. yes. I have it in my notes. Yeah, she went to Augusta State Hospital. While she was at the hospital, Constance started off with the diagnosis of paranoid schizophrenia. And then over the time of her stay, it then it went to postpartum depression, psychosis, sociopathic, and it, her diagnosis finally ended at dissociative disorder. Oh, yeah. And that's because at one point she had told the doctors that while she was doing the killing, she actually, she was outside of her body watching this happen. Okay. And while she was there, she was actually considered the picture perfect patient. Model patient. Aren't they always good behavior? You model citizen. (laughs) No. No one watches Lilo and Stitch. It's just me. (laughs) (laughs) At the beginning, the doctor's biggest concern was the fact that Constance never showed remorse for the killings. She always told the doctors that there was a, there was a voice in her head that was constantly telling her that the children would be better off without her anyway, because she could not properly take care of them. I was going to say that happened to me once. The voices in your head. You want to, you want to live with me? (laughs) <laughs> you can live with me. There's something wrong with your mom. I got a dog. <laughs> He's being really quiet. I don't know about you. After the thing where you said I wanted to jump off the roof too. <laughs> when we were talking about the awning. That's not what I meant. I wanted to jump off of it. Not to kill myself. Get out. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have one? Did you have one at your house on the front porch? Yeah, what? they had the awnings. They had the awnings in the front. Yeah. Did you climb out of the bathroom just to sit on it? No. Oh. I think my dad did when there was a snowstorm. Mm-hmm. When we had that huge ass blizzard. So, yeah. But after all of that, she was doing great. They said that she was lively. She was a big help. She was doing all this stuff. So, like, her progress throughout the years 
was good. Is she being medicated? They're doing different things to her, but the things that they did, they ended up stopping doing altogether across patients because they realized that it was actually harming them more than hurting them. So some of the treatments that she was doing was actually stopped altogether, but she was going through treatments and stuff like that there. Electroshock therapy. Yes. Although the doctors did have their concerns and after many appeals by her husband, Constance was released five years after being admitted. What? Yeah. So she only spent five years at the mental institution. They thought she was okay? Yeah. Afterwards? Well, her husband kept doing appeal after appeal after appeal, and he really wanted her to come home. So her husband's appealing this. Yes, her husband is. But the doctors, like, in the beginning, the doctors like, no, she definitely can't go home. She's not doing well at all. She's hearing voices. We need to keep her here. But by the time they released her, they're like, well, I mean, she's actually doing pretty good. Like, she's okay. Oh, gosh. She's going to come out she and kill everybody. This is why we're here today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, talking. Talking about Constance. Yep. So Constance was released five years after being admitted. Upon her release, at least one doctor had suggested that she get sterilized, but the suggestion was ignored. So that they means had she more had kids. more kids. Oh my gosh. So, and, and from what it said, that was a common practice at that time, especially if the people from the yeah. mental institution was being released, they would strongly suggest that the person get sterilized. So that way, no more issues were happen. I'm also assuming that it wouldn't pass down to the next right. generation. Yeah. 1959. This is the year that she was released. It was 1959. Constance and Carl. She's still with Carl? Yeah. Carl he's the one who's the was... husband. He's the one that's like, come home to me, baby. After all that? Who... Yes. He's the one who did all of her appeals. Oh, my yeah. God. Mm-hmm. How much for being three steps ahead? <laughs> <laughs> it's a project. You know, some people like projects. What is that? It's a pod gillet! Ew, yeah, James! He touched it. <laughs> oh, he didn't kill it. Here. Here. Ah! There's a floor! What? <laughs> I don't know. He looked down. <laughs> we don't know where it is. Okay. Well, oh, when it touches me and I throw up, you know why? <laughs> feel it's you know. like one of those little silver fish. Yeah, oh, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> it's too late. and Carl had moved into a new house that Carl had built while she was um, in the institution. Institutionalized. There we go. That's a good word. <laughs> Come in. Um, that one too. Yeah. The doctors did suggest that they should move closer to family and friends to kind of keep her mood up, to keep her in the progress that she was going on. Mm-hmm. So that's what he did. He built the house closer 
I believe this is actually... I mean, in, like, is her family okay with the fact that she killed the three kids? I don't know. That didn't really say nothing about them. Okay. She's a doctor. Yeah, but still. That's all I got. That that was literally all it said about her family. Like, her husband was the her, I guess you could say, biggest advocate. Yeah. But also enabler. Yeah. Because, well, the house was built in Fairfield, Maine. But <laughs> a year after, like, in less than a year after she got out, she was pregnant. Okay. Yeah. They apparently did not listen to the doctor. Not at all. Nope. When they said no more babies. Yep. So, in 1960, Constance was pregnant with their fourth child, and her name was Kathleen. I'll actually get the names of the older children later. But their fourth child was Kathleen. In 1962, two years later, they had a son by the name of Michael. And by 1965, they had their youngest child, Natalie. Another round of three. Mm-hmm. Just in time to kill them. <laughs> He's so morbid. <laughs> According to sources, everything was going great. Everything was fine at home. There were no issues until the birth of the last child, Natalie. And then that's when she started hearing the voices again. Oh, shit. Yeah. Soon after the birth, Constance slowly slipped into her postpartum depression and then started hearing the voices. All the stuff went on again. On June 30th. Oh, God. 1966. It said that Carl came home from work to a quote unquote eerie replay of events. The house was dark and he immediately went to the bathroom And that's where he found their oldest child face down in the bathtub. He didn't even check the rest of the house. He ran out of the house and never came back. Um, Wait, he didn't check on anybody else? He already already knew they were dead. Because it was exactly the same as the first time. Yep. It was, it was like exactly the same. He, he came home. The house was dark. Like no lights were on, nothing. And so he went straight to the bathroom and found their oldest child face down in the bathtub. And he was like, fuck this shit. And just ran out the house. <laughs> didn't look for anything else. Didn't look for her. Nothing. Just left. Dipped out. Did he call the cops or anything? Nope. So wait, then what up? Okay. Okay. Onward. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. I always want to know. The bodies were later found by Father Joseph Brannigan. It said that when he went to the house, he says that the house was in a state of disarray. He found the three kids dead and Constance in a coma due to a pill overdose. No shampoo. She had also injured herself with a pellet gun and a kitchen knife. She also left a suicide note with this one. She's not doing a very good job. No, she's not. No. Jeez. Why is she so crazy already? That's wow. Yeah. No, I'm. Oh, is she? Oh, geez. <laughs> Might be chief. Yeah. No, that that's seriously like what was going on. In a piece in the suicide note said, "The only way to guarantee that they go, or this was the only way that I could guarantee that they would go to heaven." Oh, jeez. That's why she killed the the kids. Not because she was an inadequate mother again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, the voices told her mm-hmm. that this is right. how they're going to heaven. Yep. 
So doctors were able to save her. Again. She was tried again and found not guilty again on grounds of insanity. Yeah. But this time, Constance knew that she would not be getting out. Yeah, she wouldn't be released. Like, she knew that going into this. So her mental state just kept getting worse. And her husband did actually visit her while she was... In the- Insti- yeah, she while well, she was in the hospital, while she was in the institution. So he did help her. But the worse she got, the less he started visiting. And she did have other visitors, but eventually everyone stopped coming. When Carl stopped visiting, she just went off the deep end. Yeah, she declined. Yeah. <laughs> just... Uh, yeah. That's six babies. Yeah. yeah. All biological children. With the same person. <sighs> Crazy selves. Yeah. On October 1st, 1973, Constance escapes the hospital. Oh my <laughs> God. Whoa. I thought she was going to die and then Linda did those crazy eyes. <laughs> so she ends up throwing herself into the Kennebec River. Okay. I don't know where that is. Me either. It's in Maine. Yeah, thanks. Somewhere up (laughs) in the Augusta Hospital. Oops. Actually, it's like supposed to be right. So wait, they sent her back to the same hospital. They sent her back to the same hospital. Yeah, but even the doctors that saw her there from the first time to this time, they're like, "Nah, girl, (laughs) you ain't leaving this time." (laughs) Yeah. Her body ends up being found a week later by hunters in South Gardner, Gard, whatever. It's seven miles downhill. She she floated down river. She was dead. She died? She died. She dumped in the river. She ended up drowning and dying. And they found her body a week later. Did she leave a note this time? Uh, no. I think that it got washed away. Oh. She could have left it in her room. I didn't say she left it in her room. Yeah, and? But she escaped. What? <laughs> so maybe she thought she was going to live. I'm just making you wise. No! Well, you never said how she escaped. She jumped. I missed that part. My bad. <laughs> what? She jumped into the river. No, she got oh, out the hospital. The hospital? She- oh. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. She, I thought- she escaped the hospital. She ran out the hospital with the intention of jumping. I thought she jumped out a window into the river. What? I thought she jumped out a window into the river. I'm going to say no. You don't even know. she escaped. Yeah, that's how I thought she escaped. She yeeted herself out the window. Basically. (laughs) Directly into (laughs) her. I mean, you don't know. They could have gave her the room with the view. They're like, you suck here forever, bitch. So here you go. The river. No. I'm going to say no. I don't know. I got a room with a view once in Baltimore. Yeah, you did. (laughs) I like that boulder. That is a nice boulder. <laughs> That's some yeah. Well, thanks for joining our podcast. Basically, <laughs> nineteen ninety. What the family is reunited because that's when Carl dies. Uh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> what family, Linda? You fucking bitch. <laughs> I'm like, what family? Who came to the funeral? I was just like, oh my god, I can't. Yeah, I, I started writing Family Reunited, and then I'm like, <laughs> yeah, so... How do you twist this? <laughs> I don't understand you. 
at all. I'm going home and putting the resignation letter in. No, don't do that to me. Lydia's not off enough. (laughs) Yeah, so he ends up dying in 1990, and the whole family is buried in Waterville, Maine. They're all laid to rest side by side. So the whole family. Even her? Yeah. Mm. Her, the six kids, and him. So he ends up passing away in 1990. Well, at least Carl lived a long, happy life. Did, was he happy, though? He's probably hearing the voices, too. Well, it really wasn't that long of a life. I mean, I those kids really lived a life. It, it didn't really say much about Carl after. What's his name? Carl, Carl Fisher. Carl. Body. Oh, my gosh. That's crazy. Yeah, for six murders. That's pretty quick. It's always the third kid. Shut the fuck up, all of you. <laughs> I know. I was waiting for it. <laughs> this is why Emmanuel's my favorite cousin. <laughs> oh my god! Yes, first is the worst. Second, stinky. <laughs> <laughs> you can ask Jimmy. My sweater did not. Okay, so since Linda's a slacker, today's missing person from Maine is Sebastian Kelly. He was last seen July 17th, 2017 in Westbrook, Maine. He is known to be a transient and has recently been assaulted. What? Sorry, I'm reading as I'm, I'm reading as I'm reading. Whatever. He has, <laughs> he is a light skinned black male. He's 5'11", 190 pounds with black hair and brown eyes. He has a tattoo that reads Willow Grace on his neck. Um, investigative efforts have not revealed anything in his location and they don't really know where he would be since he's a transient. Um, if you have any information, please call the Maine State Police Major Crimes Unit. Uh, oh, they gave me a whole bunch of phone numbers. So the in-state number is 1-800-228-0857. If you are out of the state of Maine, Please call 207-624-7076. And we should have this posted. Bam. Also, <laughs> if you guys want us to feature any of your missing persons or anything like that, go ahead and email it to us at eastcoastcreepin at gmail.com. Or you can DM us DM on us. something. I was going to say direct message, but then I was like, I'm sounding like an old lady. Because you are. Because you are. Thank you. You we just can. went over that. I know. <laughs> you can message me. <laughs> I forgot what it was called. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I can't remember. Is that a routine? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Well, thank you. And we'll see y'all next week. And Christmas is getting closer. What is wrong with you? Nothing. I've just been thinking about it for a while now. Like a couple months. Like maybe since like. Can we hit Halloween first? Thank you. Please. No. I. This is Halloween. No, I hate Halloween. That's how I feel about Halloween because my birthday is around Halloween and everyone ruins my birthday with Halloween. Anyway. It's not our fault. Yes, it is. No, it's not. I didn't push you out. I'm pretty sure I'll fail out. Anyway, and thank you, Jimmy, for joining us. You get to record another episode with us in a couple minutes. No problem. You're so, so excited. <laughs> Christmas. Anyway. Okay. Have fun. Bye. 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 Bye.
Bye. Thanks for listening to East Coast Creepin'. Cover art by Leslie Lozano. Music from Premium Beat. Editing by Larry Bark at Revitalist Recording Studio. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at ECC Podcast. Don't forget to rate and review. See ya.